Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Party Line, presented by BetMGM, Dave Ross alongside Mike Pritchard here at South Point Casino in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. Pritch, we've got a great show today. Of course, Steve Mackin and his numbers. And boy, how did his numbers play out last week? He met those demarcation lines of mm-hmm. when to bet the over-unders, and we saw the overs hit big time in preseason game week number one. We see the books are adjusting now. Right. I'm sure Steve's going to have a lot of content there. And then in hour number two, the DOC... Rick Doc Walker will join us again. I call him a truth teller, Pritch. Okay. Because he just, when he's doing a telecast, and I saw a lot of people tweeting about it during the Commanders and their comeback win in week one against the Panthers. He wasn't very happy, let's say, with the first teams from what he was seeing. And again, great comeback win in the fourth quarter, but does that really tell you the makeup of the football team? No, not at all. And you got a good, great analysis, and certainly you want the truth. Uh, certainly as betters, we want the truth, right? We That's want great it. information. Uh, looking forward to that appearance. So you think about being an analyst, and I, I did it for 17 years, college mm-hmm. football. Uh, and, um, uh, yeah, you can you can add color if you want. You can be entertaining if you want. But the credibility – aspect it has to be there damn right uh, that's why i'm looking forward to doc being on the show it's gonna be great to have dsc back on and i don't know pritch because again you know we're so close now i mean we're into mm-hmm. preseason we're getting so close to week one in the nfl season uh brian mcfadden who we've had in the program here of course former two-time super bowl champion of the steelers he told me that his like get in the mood song he would put in his his uh headphones or okay. air, yeah. air buds whatever and he put in the air tonight was what he would listen to, which surprised me, to get ready. In the air tonight? Yeah. And the Phil Collins. Yeah. And then he wanted the that, yeah, he wanted that instrumental part first, right? Get him hyped up. And yeah. I was like, that's what you got in the zone well, with? Did you have a song that you got in the zone with to like <laughs> really, like, I'm ready for football? Well, first of all, I didn't know you were going to ask me this question <laughs> because I'm not prepared. And here's why. We had CD Walkman back then, so <laughs> I couldn't I have those, a playlist. It was skip. in the Marine Corps. Yeah, yeah it was skip. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you had the big, you didn't even have the big headphones. You had the smaller headphones, but then you're carrying this, like, CD pack. (laughs) (laughs) So I didn't have a playlist. No, so the playlist was in the locker room, though, because uh, we would bring in the biggest speaker ever. 
ever made. Uh, and then just blare that thing, blast that thing in the locker room, and we would have a variety of music. I'm sure that Phil Collins song was on there, though. Because the, the whole instrumental part is is, oh, is off the hook right and, there. And he said he would just sit in his locker and he would get right. him in the zone right. and he's blocking everything else out. But you know what's so interesting about this? Very quickly, is we digress a little bit. <laughs> the CD walkman. <laughs> well, like music is such an important thing for players at practice, and you've seen this with clashes with coaches yeah. who are like turn that off. Like sometimes it's like a punishment. Like, we're not going to play music out here. Some training camps you go to, they got the music bland oh, for yeah. the players. Others, they do not. They want it to be work. They don't want it to be fun. Like, there is a different mentality that some training camps have and locker rooms have of when you're going to blast the music and when you're not. Show me those teams because those teams are too tight. Seriously. <laughs> the coaches, what's going on right that there? cut them off? Yeah, I yeah. mean, these are grown men, right? I mean, yeah. you're talking about professional athletes, and you're going to punish them by no taking music, the music. You can't play your music. Like, like you can't watch TV tonight. You got to go to bed without dinner. That kind of thing. I mean, I that's crazy to me. But that was punishment um, for me. And my parents wouldn't let me watch the second yeah. half of Monday Night Football because I had school the next. Right, day. but that's that's different though, right? Yeah. I mean, so I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> but professional athletes. That yeah, teams are too tight if they're doing that out there. If coaches are doing that, yeah, you got to let players get ready. However, yeah. they're going to get ready. Uh, one player that's not going to get ready for this week is Drew Locke. He tested positive for COVID-19 ahead of the Seahawks' second preseason game. He was slated to start this game against the the, uh, the Bears coming up. And, you know, not that I thought we were past this, but we, we you and I talked about it yeah. last year. Like, you know, we kind of thought, hey, the NFL did it differently. If you remember at the end of the year, we really didn't have this situation in the postseason, the playoffs, because the league switched the rule, which basically said, hey, if you feel fine, go to work, mm-hmm. and we're not going to test you. Right. Now, this could affect a job. This could affect the betting market. This could affect who's going to be the starting quarterback, whether or not it's Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Does this put Drew Locke behind the eight ball in that race to be the, the number one guy in Seattle? Well, I think it does. I mean, he'll get another opportunity uh, because they had another preseason game to get a start. Yeah. Uh, and that's the key angle here. Pete Carroll wanted to see Drew Locke start. Uh, and it's very different as a backup coming into the game and then starting the game as you're preparing as a starter. Uh, and so I'm sure the coaching staff for the Seahawks, they want to see Drew Locke uh, prepare himself as if he's a starter. Not going to get that this week. Mm. Uh, they only have two quarterbacks, too. Think about that. Uh, so you wonder what the game plan could be uh, in the game against the Chicago Bears, right? Only two quarterbacks. Uh, I don't know if they're going to bring in a camp armor like that, but it's, it's too soon. You can't do that. I mean, it's too late. Uh, so really, look at the game plan and what that could be for this game. The total's at 39 uh, still in the game, what I'm seeing here at the South Point. So... Uh, it gets interesting, though. I mean, for Drew Locke's standpoint, he'll get another opportunity to start, though. And uh, the third cut is the big cut, the major cut, as they uh, trim down to 53. And here's the thing. And, again, I, I'm the, the furthest thing from a doctor. So, mm-hmm. you know, I thought the rule was, you know, he might be sick. And I hope Drew Locke is fine for his own purposes right. uh, going forward. Because, you know, again, if the rule, as I, as I know it to be right now, is still the existing rule from last year, mm-hmm. right? So that if you have or are showing symptoms, then you get tested. Right. That could be the road that he's down right now. And we don't know how long that plays out for a guy like Drew Locke. Is it just this week? You, you hope for his case in a job battle, it doesn't prolong into week number three of the preseason. And then you go, you're really going to play these guys? Because to your point, they only have two quarterbacks in that room. Mm-hmm. Are you going to risk playing these guys like a Drew Locke if he is, in fact, the backup to Geno Smith? I just wonder how that affects the team going forward. And the other thing you mentioned with the two quarterbacks, do you want to play Geno now? 
Like, haven't you seen enough of Geno Smith of your Pete Carroll to yeah. make the determination that really it was Drew Locke you were looking to see? Right, but is Easton ready, though, mm. too? I mean, he better be, right? Uh, this is professional football, and uh, the next cut is the 23rd, all right? And so we're on the 17th. Drew Locke's not going to be back until Monday. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think from a game-planning standpoint, if you're looking to bet this game, Chicago uh, and Seattle – uh, try to find some insiders and see what type of game plan they're developing because, yeah, you can't have Geno go down. You can't. No. I mean, that's disastrous right there. You can't right risk there. this in, right. In, right, in a meaningless uh, preseason game. And, by by the way, by all accounts, and, again, I don't know what you gleaned from the Steeler game. And look, it was it was entertaining preseason week number one because you saw five quarterbacks mm-hmm. that you felt like were really in the throes of a real quarterback competition, right? right? With a three-headed monster in Pittsburgh and the two in Seattle. We don't know how good these teams are going to be, but it felt like an actual competition. I just wonder now, like, you know, we'll talk to Steve Mackening later on in this hour, of course. And Steve did a great breakdown of the numbers last week Mm -hmm. of like, hey, when these totals are 37 or less, you play the over. And boy, that cash big. Oh, yes. 14 and three for the over in the first 17 games. And now you see the adjustments. I think, like, to me, a game like this, no Drew Locke, right? right? I don't know if Geno Smith, how much Geno Smith plays. One side of the ball feels like they want a running clock, mm-hmm. right? And we know that also Ken Walker is not going to play. He's got a what, hernia. A hernia right? situation yeah. there, right? Situation. So do you <laughs> – that's a situation. <laughs> so, like, I look at that and I go, you know, Rashad Penny. Ah, I, uh, I'd be careful there too. Right? Yeah. So all of a sudden you're going to get into serious backup situation mm-hmm. here. And you see that it's off the board here uh, as far as, as uh, the Bears and Seahawks is concerned. And you can understand why. You don't know who's going to play for Seattle. Yeah. And this feels like a COVID game already. Well, it, it does. And, and to your point, I mean, COVID, like, I guess you have to have symptoms. And then, okay, you get tested. And if you're positive, okay, you got to quarantine. Kind of like Kyla Murray did that before. Right. Uh, or during training camp. Uh, no, it gets interesting about the depth situation for Seattle because Penny, he's had injury issues Man. along the way. He was a great back coming out of SDSU, too. Mm-hmm. I called some games of his, and um, I was looking forward to him uh, lighting uh, the league on fire. But he's getting there. I mean, last year uh, we saw signs of that. But y- you cannot lose. And, th- and that's what I've been talking about, too, here on VEASAN, uh, is as a better research how deep the numbers go for each roster. Like, if you look at the Seattle Seahawks right now, from a roster standpoint, what are they, in the 30s, maybe? Oh, boy. For really good, talented players, and then it really drops off. Like, if Drew Locke were to miss time for whatever reason, and then Geno, I mean, they're they're in desperate situations right there. So, for me, even Rashad Penny at a running back position, because then you're to a rookie, and then the offensive line. So, I'm looking at all these rosters and trying to find out the teams, or certainly put together the teams that can at least get into the 40s with their roster uh, because when injuries are going to happen. That, right. It's 100% injury business. Uh, and But can they compensate, though? Do they have somebody to be able to step in and play at a high level? The money line right now is off the board at uh, BetMGM. But, again, the Seahawks are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Feels a little bit high for my blood, again, okay. with, with us talking, kind of walking through the starters on offense. And, and again, we'll see what that total, if it moves at all. But 39 feels a little bit high to my liking as well right now. For I think we're going to start to get into the mode here. I think you will see some uh, regression from what you saw last week with all those points in week one. That would be, you know, again, kind of a a blanket statement across the league. Because I do think teams, after the Zach Wilson injury with the Jets last week, now with COVID back in here for Drew Locke and going forward, a hernia situation for Ken Walker, 
you're going to start going, do I really want to run my guys out there? You know, you saw Pat Mahomes play a series right. against the Bears last week. He scores his touchdown. He's done. I'd be surprised to see any of those type of guys again yeah, I, risking I mean, even one series. Absolutely, Dave. I mean, you got joint practices too right, right. now, and, and the coaches are really getting a lot of work out of that. I mean, you got GMs and, and scouts and everybody at these joint practices right now. Uh, and then uh, one notion I've been focusing in on too is, like, I didn't see really um, um, teams attack the running game. Because they don't want to risk injury. Look right. at Cleveland. They lost two centers right now. Nick Harrison and a backup center. Mm. So think about that. They're going to either J.C. Treader or, or what are they going to do at center, right, with, with the situation with the quarterback too. So um, injuries are part of the business, a part of, uh, of football. Uh, we know that. But the teams that can navigate through this situation to begin the season, uh, certainly that can be beneficial as a better. Uh, maybe I that. shouldn't ask this question because we have to go to a break here in mm -hmm. a second. But is load management going to become – you know, it's the NBA thing. Right? Yeah. Are we going to see that now with the 17-game season, second year of that, elongating these seasons, three preseason games? Like, at some point, I mean, coaches, I they're going to go, why am I playing some of these games? I don't know about games. Right. Like, we see that at the tail end of the season, load management. We once don't see you, starters. Once you, you already are right, you're in right. the playoffs, what have you. But practice during the week, I mean, like Matthew Stafford, there's going to be load management on him all year long just during the week of practice, though, because of the elbow. Crazy situation there in Seattle. We'll keep monitoring that. When we come back, let's talk more about the Jets and Zach Wilson and how they're going to look with him gone for two to four weeks. Come on back to Lombardi on Avis and the Sports Betting Network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit VEASAN.com to check the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving for every game? Well, the betting splits page is updated every 10 minutes, so you can see the changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but the future events as well. Betting splits are another way VEASAN is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at VEASAN.com. Com. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. We continue the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. And Pritch, in like medical terms, right, you know how this is in the NFL. Mm -hmm. 
guy, you know, the question is, can he, can you play? Right? It's, we, we know you had an ailment. Can you play? It looks like Zach Wilson is not going to be able to play for a couple weeks. But I guess the good news here is, and again, we're not doctors, but we're going to listen to the team doctors of the Jets, is that there were, quote, no surprises with Zach Wilson's knee surgery. Now, whenever I hear surgery, you know, in the old days, surgery meant you, you're gone for a while. They're going to cut you. Right? I mean, that <laughs> right. isn't, that isn't, there's no small surgery in my right. estimation. We're still right. cutting you, right? Yeah. yeah. And now he's slated for two to four weeks. And I guess that is the good news, right? Look, modern medicine is very different from 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Guys get back a lot, a lot sooner. Uh, but again, it looks like it's just going to be uh, a meniscus, uh, tearing his meniscus. He's going to miss the remainder of the preseason. Mm-hmm. We don't know about week one. I I'd be stunned. If he's ready to go week one of the real season? Well, we're not doctors, but uh, how about conveyor of experience? Yes. And this is me. There you go. Because I had a torn meniscus in training camp. Oh, boy. So here we go. Give me the year. Give me the stitch. Uh, it was 99. Okay. Um, Holmgren's first year. And just signed a new contract. Uh, I know, right? Uh, he told me I was going to catch maybe 100 balls that oh, year. I was playing God. flanker. Uh, having, uh, I was All-American. I was camp All-American. <laughs> You're and, ready to um, go. Yep. Then we had a young player who did not know how to get off the line of scrimmage. And it was a hot route. And he got jammed up and ran right into me in the back of my leg and tore my meniscus, my lateral meniscus. So he rolled up on you. Yep. On my left knee. And um, mm. I think he got cut the next week. Oh, <laughs> but anyway, wow. um, no, it's, the surprises element of this is real because Zach, they've said, okay, they diagnosed this. You look at an MRI, you get the imaging. Um, you see that, okay, you could have a slight tear. Right? A bucket handle tear. That's what they'll call it. Like a little tear, a slight okay. tear that looks like a handle. Okay. Um, and what they'll do is they'll go in there with a scope. Um, you know, you can go under or you can stay awake if you want. But you go under and uh, I went under. <laughs> Not uh, me and they'll go yeah. in there and shave it up and, and clean it up. And, and so you don't want anything loose or flapping around in there because it's discomfort and swelling and all that. Right? And so there's the no surprise aspect of this is the fact that they were able to clean it up. Like there was a surprise in mine. Uh-oh. At least this is what they told me. I should have thought out a second opinion because they went in there and they removed the entire lateral meniscus because they said it was so damaged as opposed to just shaving it and giving me uh, more years on my career because when you're bone on bone, it's instant arthritis. And I don't need to tell you what I went through that final year, three times a week getting my knee drained, oh. uh, all shots, all wow. this stuff. Right. So Zach Wilson avoided all of that apparently because there's no surprises. They were able to clean it up. So two to four weeks, I think, is optimistic because for me, it happened in training camp, and I wasn't back until around the third or fourth week of the season. Did you feel right? Um, no, no, because I was bone on bone, though. I, I had the surprise in mind. So and you were still, I went through and a lot more. you were back week three, week four, somewhere in that vicinity. Right, but never fully healed, though. I was bone on bone. I mean, my career was over, essentially. Wow. If it wasn't for Toradol, I couldn't play my, oh, my. my last year on the field there. So uh, Zach Wilson is going to avoid that. Uh, which is helpful, uh, but he's going to miss valuable practice time because he's still a developing quarterback. Well, I, I think this is great insight, certainly for betters of the Jets if you're playing the overs at five and a half. They've been highly bet on. We talked with uh, – uh, we go down to the Borgata with Thomas Gable. And, you know, of course, obviously the proximity of New York City, a lot of be- bets have been coming in on the Jets and the over and mm-hmm. maybe a surprise team. Okay, that's very interesting to me because that would give me pause. Now, again, the reports are good. Everything looks good. No surprises. But I don't know how much I want to trust that he's back by week two. Week. Like, could it be a thing where 
in, if it's the longer version, the four weeks, right, right, which put them around week two of the regular season, maybe into week three, do you just say, you know what, we're going to kind of like Jacob DeGrom with his arm in New mm-hmm. York. We're going to wait until you're really healthy, even if we push about longer because we got Mike White, we have Joe Flacco. We feel like we have some veteran depth in the quarterback position that will go ahead and you just take your time. Is it one of those situations where the more time, the better his knee's going to feel? Absolutely. Uh, the more time, the, the more uh, that you can get healed from this and don't rush back, you're going to avoid all the swelling and inflammation, all that. So, okay. So, um, so with a young player, a second for a young guy. Player, so you got a whole career in front of you. Absolutely. Take your time. Okay. Uh, because, you know, Zach Wilson's game has not evolved anyway. Think about how he got hurt. He was scrambling and trying to make a cut. No contact injury. Quarterbacks don't practice making cuts in right. practice, right? Mm. Running backs do, receivers do. Quarterbacks, they don't. And so you got to learn how to play this game. Uh, and Zach Wilson has not learned how to play this game at this level yet. And so as a better, you're looking for him to evolve. You're looking for him to take the next step or two steps forward. But he hasn't shown that. So I as a, I don't know if I'd be willing to back Zach Wilson until I saw that anyway. Now with Flacco, you got experience in white. I mean, you got some moxie there. So uh, we'll see what Salah does and that staff does with, the, with those quarterbacks. But uh, Zach needs to learn to play the NFL game mm. uh, before I'm going to back him as a quarterback in this league. Uh, that is uh, very interesting to me because, again, when I watch certain quarterbacks, and, again, Zach is mobile. That's, that's part of the reason why the attraction they got him out of BYU. We understand that, right? But when you look at certain quarterbacks, and like Dak Prescott last year, when he got hurt, it was an innocuous, it was a great throw to CeeDee Lamb to beat the Patriots in overtime, mm-hmm. and nobody knew. But on that play, boom, that calf, right? Out of the pocket, rolling, mobility, all those things. So you understand why coaches try to get these, these quarterbacks to be more pocket guys. Right, even the ankle, when he broke the ankle. I mean, right. um, out of the pocket. Yeah, you know, when you have quarterbacks that are mobile, I go back to my day, and, you know, Randall Cunningham and you know, Steve Young and – I mean, these guys are athletes, though, right? And mm-hmm. uh, even John Elway. I mean, these guys are athletes uh, on top of that. But uh, you win championships from the pocket, though. Um, because one step, uh, RG3, get hit out of bounds, something like that. Boom. Uh, now you're done, right, and for a little while. And, and so uh, in the pocket, you know, I think quarterbacks are savvy enough, at least pocket ones, pure pocket ones, to where they can avoid that contact, too. And, like, if you fall on a knee, it happened to Tom Brady. It can happen to anybody. Um, okay, you, you have protection. You might have a brace to help you. But when you're out there running, you're trying to make a cut, and you're awkward, I mean, that's just not your job, one. I mean, get out of bounds. <laughs> get out of bounds, Zach Wilson. Learn to play this game because you're going to have to learn to play from the pocket anyway to have a, a certain level of success in this league. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Again, he was cutting inside if you saw the play, trying to make more yardage in and, and a preseason, a pre-season game. game. I, I'm with you. It doesn't do a whole lot for me. Even Mike Willis, with his great run with Tennessee when he scrambled out of the pocket, ran in for a score. It's a great play. But I, I kept thinking the whole time, well, why are you cutting back inside? I know you scored. You're taking a shot in preseason football that you don't need to take. Sometimes discretion is a better part of valor in the NFL with quarterbacks. It, it really can. It, it should be. Um, but I, I think if you have players like that, though, then you kind of give them some that's, leeway. That's who they are? Yeah. yeah. Like, we're going to see Trey Lance run the football. And that's you're going to want do. him to cut in. Like, Josh Allen, too. Like, he's 240 pounds. If he gets up on a, a secondary player, he he outweighs that player. And so you're okay about that, right? So, yeah. I mean, there's, there's certain players that play that position that you're okay with. But – if you're talking about Zach Wilson, to me, who is a pure pocket passer more so 
than a than a, a you know like a an athletic quarterback. Yeah, I mean, like, does he does he have mobility? Absolutely, but uh, stay in the pocket and throw the uh, football. If you're built like Cam Newton when he won the MVP, you can try to truck guys. You right. know, you're built like a Josh Allen, you right. can try to do that. If you're built like a Zach Wilson. You might not want to think even like Russell Wilson's a great example, mm-hmm. right? He Russell knows when to get down, right. when he's maximized the yardage on the play to not take that shot. Mm-hmm. He would be like exhibit A for me. If I'm if I'm teaching smaller scrambling quarterbacks, Russell Wilson would be the prototype, right? Of, of yeah. how to do it properly. Because it feels like he never takes a head-on shot out of the pocket. Yeah, I've seen it so many times. Chris Miller, my quarterback in Atlanta, uh, scrambling up the middle. He has some room to run. <laughs> Uh, he made one cut and blew out his ACL. Oh, yeah. I mean, just like that. Not even an awkward cut. It was just one cut. But his body's not, not used built to that. for that. Like, I, I, I don't know if you saw quarterbacks in the locker room. I mean, some quarterbacks just not – they have a golfer body. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't want to put anybody I mean, on blast, Rex Grossman. <laughs> or or they've know. been on the bowling alley or something like that, right? I mean, <laughs> Some guys are just not hitting the gym <laughs> right. and working on those legs right. as much as the other guys are doing. Very quickly, does this change how you approach the Jets? I don't know if you like them coming in at five and a half wins mm-hmm. for their win total. Some people are like, well, I kind of like it better now because now i got a veteran – and maybe I don't take as many chances and get some of those plays that maybe make you scratch your head. Like you would assume Joe Flacco, if he's the guy to start right. week one, potentially week two, you got the Ravens and Browns on that schedule to begin. Then the Bengals, it's not easy. They're probably going to be dogs in all three of those games. Ton of experience though, but I like, I like the roster situation. I want to see the dynamic between Flacco and the younger players though, because I saw that with Pittsburgh and Big Ben, there was some friction there. Mm. Uh, I w- we'll see if, if Flacco can win over this young locker room, this youthful locker room. If he can, yeah, I mean, the over situation, I think, is still in play. All right, we'll talk much more NFL uh, second hour with Rick Doc Walker when we come back. We're going to talk to Steve Mackinnon here. He's got some very interesting news and notes in the world of baseball as we get ready and ready closer, closer to the postseason. Come on back. It is the Lombardi Line on these and these Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN College Football Guide is out now, and our NFL Guide drops next week. Our experts provide profiles of every team with team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, divisional finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's football betting guides is to become a VEASAN All-Access subscriber. Sign up in our discounted football special, and you're going to get all access to everything we do from now all the way through the Super Bowl for only $175. Or you can save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all of your options and become part of the sports betting network. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. We continue the Lombardi line here on VEASAN and Steve's numbers, Steve Mackin, of course. And you look, you got to get these betting guides mm-hmm. if you're going to take college and pro football betting seriously. And Steve does a great job as our Points Per Weekly editor and joins us now here as he does each and every Wednesday. Steve, before we get to baseball, because Pritch and I were talking about this, 14-3 and three to the over for preseason week number one with these totals. And you nailed it with the information you gave out last week. You had your key numbers in preseason. And, boy, if you bet all the overs on those games that were 37 or under – you are cashing a lot of tickets. You see the adjustments now that the books are doing this week. I think the lowest uh, total on the board, the lowest, I think, is 37 and a half. Do your numbers stay the same now, or do you see how much the books have adjusted? Do you adjust those numbers? 
Well, I tell you what, Dave, I, I'm, yeah, we talked about what happened last week here, and the, the, even the numbers flew as of Sunday, or sa- Saturday they bumped them up, and then Sunday uh, they just, it, that last game just cruised up uh, as far as the odds makers uh, blowing those totals upward. Um, typically in the second week of the preseason, I actually have it in simulation adjustment where I bump each team up 2.2 points anyways. Hmm. Just by historically, these teams just score more because you figure the uh, the top players are getting more time each consecutive week, actually, uh, until the last week if they don't play at all, then I bump it back down. So uh, historically, when it was a four-week season, you get to those second and third weeks of the preseason, and those numbers would consecutively go up. So you need to consider that again last week. Did they adjust enough, the odds makers, that is? Uh, I guess that remains to be seen. It'd be interesting to see that, uh, Steve, because um, what I saw is the backups are for all these teams really uh, being well prepared, and and certainly you know that learning curve isn't as steep as it used to be. I mean, a lot of these guys are coming from college and are seeing the same type of offenses that they played in, as opposed to the pro systems mm-hmm. uh, that they have to get used to. So I wonder when the books uh, will will try to catch up to that because I, the execution is not as floppy as, as I think mm-hmm. a lot of people imagine it would be. Game one, uh, week one of the preseason. Uh, yeah, that, I think that's one part of it. And then, actually, I got to give you some credit here, Mike, from last week talking about the the rule changes with the no contact for the receivers. Hey, that could mean it looks like it made a big difference. These, there was a lot more separation. Uh, these quarterbacks looked maybe a little sharper because of it. Uh, maybe something to definitely watch going forward this week, and then of course into the season, uh, we could see some. Uh, pretty significant offensive numbers if this continues. Great point because I know people go, well, what are you guys talking about? Well, what we're talking about is the automatic, it's five yards, but it's an automatic first down. Mm. Keeps those drives going for offenses. And to y'all's point, those numbers way up the point of emphasis, as the NFL says. And you're seeing that emphasis played out so far in preseason. I wonder if it carries over into the but regular. Dave, can I, can I bump you for a second there? Yeah. Hey, one thing that's very interesting, this is very similar to what happened in the NBA when they got the hands-off rules. That's right. Points exploded. So, <laughs> I mean, if this has a similar effect, you never know. I mean, we'll see. Yeah, sometimes sometimes they, they eat those whistles in the regular season. You go, wait a minute, you call them all in the preseason, the beginning yeah. of the year. But you're right, Steve. I think so far that did play into that 14-3 to with the overs cashing big time. In week one, uh, this week on Point Spread Weekly, you're looking at baseball here and really highlighting what's been happening uh, since the All-Star break here in Major League Baseball. If you just played money line on some of these teams here straight up mm-hmm. since the All-Star break, well, the hottest team in baseball, not really a surprise because you look at uh, three of the teams, maybe the best in baseball when you look at at least in the National League, the Dodgers, the Metropolitans, and the Braves. And then the Phillies really a resurgence here, 15-8. and eight. And the Cardinals, they're in first place in the Central at 13-7. and seven. Conversely, oh my goodness, what's happened to the pinstripers in the boogie down known as the Bronx? Steve, do these trends, do you think they continue here? Would that lead you to say, you know what, I do want to play more money lines here uh, and just uh, don't worry about the, the run line and because I know which teams are losing and I know which teams are winning. Well, i tell you what, I went through this exercise last year and – at this time last year, the Yankees were red hot. Ooh. So, so it's very interesting to see. And then obviously they went on to a very, very solid regular season. Tampa Bay was red hot hitting the ball at this time last year. They went on to a division title. Uh, so it is something you, you definitely want to consider here. Uh, you look at the Yankees now having trouble scoring. Uh, obviously they got such a huge separation uh, in the division right now. And uh, their playoff cushion is enough, but 
if they continue to struggle, this is a team you, you maybe not going to want to back too much down the stretch because uh, even this week, Tampa Bay series uh, last weekend, they were very highly overpriced now. And we talked about this earlier in the season, how they were such a good return on investment at one point. That is certainly turning around right now and something you want to watch going forward. Yeah, Steve Mack and I can always incorporate your data and what I know is factual because mm -hmm. living in Colorado for so long, <laughs> um, the June swoon, we would call it with the Rockies, and it continues certainly after the break to uh, eight sixteen right there, uh, one of the worst records after the break. But uh, that's a fate against. That's, that's a team that is you can bank uh, in terms of what the money line situation looks like. Okay, I'm betting against that team. Uh, and I knew that. I, and I know that and been profitable that way too. And something you mentioned a few weeks ago uh, that we talked about, about in baseball, like in football, uh, we know we can adjust, right, uh, on the fly if we have to, adjust the game plan. But in baseball, there's no adjusting anything. And it's like, I wonder, I mean, you are who you are. And I wonder how these teams, in, in particular, like the Yankees, like how do they get out of this slump that they're currently in? <laughs> yeah, that's interesting, Mike, because you're playing every day. It makes it a little harder to make adjustments. And, I mean, you could tweak a lineup here or there. But if if you got a one through nine not hitting the ball, there's little you can do. Now, in defense of the Rockies, they have played a, what I would consider just a brutal schedule since mm -hmm. the All-Star break. So I wouldn't completely give, on, give up on them having underdog value. Uh, in the coming weeks and uh, maybe the, through the rest of the regular season because they do typically uh, win at home. They're pretty good at home. I, I would never play them on the road late in the season. That just makes no sense. But uh, if they get even some better teams at home down the stretch, or maybe some of these teams that are really struggling in Miami, uh, Arizona, that type of thing, uh, yeah, I think you could find some value with them. You know, we're going to the, uh, the the best and worst teams for return on investment since the All-Star break. And there are some correlations here to what we just talked about with those best records. The Dodgers obviously have the best at ROI here uh, since that time. And Philadelphia and St. Louis also appear on that list. And also the Yankees, conversely. Can you explain the, the difference for, for the novice out there between return on investment and profit? Because I think a lot of times those two get convoluted. Well, I mean, let's take a team like Baltimore. They're an underdog a lot. They don't have to have as good of a one-loss record to provide a good return on investment. For instance, they're 14 and nine return on investment, 35.4 percent, because they've uh, resulted in 8.15 units of profit since the All-Star break. Meanwhile, you got a team like uh, let's go to Milwaukee. They're 11 and 10, not just a little bit less, but they've lost seven, almost seven units for their backers because they're favored significantly in, in uh, a lot of games because of their pitching staff. Return on investment there is minus 32%. So you're looking at a, about a 68% difference mm. between the returns on investment on the Orioles and Milwaukee and the All-Star break, and there's very little difference in the amount of games they've won since. Yeah, that's a, a great way to understand it when you're looking at who's normally the big favorites, like Milwaukee versus a big dog there potentially in Baltimore. You don't have to win as much to get that better ROI. Very quickly, I thought this was kind of fascinating. If a home team gets blown out, right, you don't necessarily want to fade them the next day in a series against the same team. Steve, what did you find there in the numbers that maybe they do have that good bounce-back effect? Uh, yeah, this is one of the systems I pointed out in a separate article this week. Now, there is one game that we are going to have on this. Home teams who lose by seven or more runs have been a solid bounce-back wager the next day, uh, going 250 and 218. That's 53%. 
uh, producing over 45 units of profit. The, the ROI on that's uh, almost 10%. Ooh. So these teams bounce back pretty well. We got one game on the on for today fitting that, and that is uh, Cincinnati taking on Philadelphia. All right, so maybe the Reds could be a good team in play. Very quickly, we only have about a minute to go. Just want to sneak one more in if I could, and that would be uh, hitting slumps don't last long for the home team. Very quickly, could you explain that? Is it just about being familiar, being at home, that, again, it doesn't last forever? Yeah, I, I think that's what it is here. You, you got your uh, home hitters are comfortable in their their place of uh, employment, if you will, uh, hitting the baseball. So uh, we again, we have one game for this too. Uh, the, the Yankees were held to four hits yesterday at home. They're coming Ooh, back here yeah. another game against Tampa Bay. We've we talked about the Yankees unable to hit the ball, but really we're just looking for a win here. It doesn't matter if it's two to one. It doesn't matter if it's one to nothing. It doesn't matter if it's eleven to ten. So. We just want to get a win. Uh, these teams bounce back at about 55%, uh, another good return of, a, of almost 6% uh, ROI. So uh, look for the Yankees to maybe uh, hit that number today. Steve, great numbers yeah. as always. I didn't even get to sneak in a Jordan Love question if he's pushing Aaron Rodgers in, in Green Bay. We'll do, we'll do uh, that yeah, next quick week. Quick answer, no. <laughs> Second that at Steve Mack, and we're back more Lombardi Line next on Lisa, the Sports Betting Network. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Turn a loss into a win with the king of sportsbooks. Place a one-game parlay wager with at least four legs on any Major League Baseball game. If all the legs of the parlay hit but one, you're going to get your stake back in free bets up to $25. So log into your account, download the app, sign up with the Pet MGM, take advantage of this offer all season long. Just opt in 
to the one-game parlay insurance promotion. Then place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any MLB game. If you miss only one leg of the wager, you're going to receive up to $25 back in free bets. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. If you have a problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Back alongside Mike Pritchard, I'm Dave Ross. We continue the Lombardi line here on VEASAN. During the break, we were talking about we had done this pairing. where We kind of put together our best two receivers. You put Jerry Rice and Randa Moss in the same grouping. Good luck covering those guys. Yeah. Again, I was gonna I was gonna check them if you remember the conversation with Dion and Rod Woodson, which is a good combo too, though. It's about as good as I can get. Sure. You, right. Yeah. At that one too, I don't know who's gonna win those matchups, but to be hellacious to watch. The reason why we bring up those wide receivers is Aaron Rodgers reportedly a little frustrated with the kids he has right now in Green Bay. They are not Randy Moss and Jerry Rice as of yet. Now, we're seeing some drops. Now, Romeo Dobbs has really been turning heads mm-hmm. in Green Bay. Did have a touchdown in the preseason game against San Francisco, but Jordan Love had three picks in the ledger. Two of those were really drops that should have been caught. So they go on your ledger. I don't know if that's what Rodgers is going to be. Hey, you know, it takes me years to throw multiple picks the way I'm precise with the football. I need you guys to, to catch it. You're, uh, you know, that's your position in the uh-huh. NFL. How do you teach a guy to catch the ball? <laughs> well, you shouldn't have to. They're in the league, right? Uh, you, you would think that they know how to catch the football, but it's all about focus, concentration, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, maybe confidence, too, for some players out there. But uh, this is about a standard, though. Uh, so from a betting standpoint, think about this. This is a standard that Aaron Rodgers is trying to give to these young players or trying to inform them about. Like, Yes, you're playing with me, and I'm great. I know that. But I'm a perfectionist. Mm. Aaron Rodgers is a perfectionist. In other words, Dave Ross, he's so accurate with the football. He'll throw it to your shoulder, left or right. He'll throw it to your ear, left or right. Wow. He'll throw it. He'll put it in a window. He'll put it in a place because he's a perfectionist. So if you're out there dropping passes, he's not going to stand for that. that that's not going to fly. And and I don't blame them. I, I mean, I think any type of player on this level, uh, they understand how to perfect what they do to perfect their craft. Uh, I played with Warren Moon. I played with John Elway. I played with Brett Favre, right? Mm. Uh, Warren Moon <laughs> playing in a game. I'll never forget this. It, it's true to this day for me. I um, caught two touchdown passes from him. Could have had a third, but I didn't get my second foot inbounds. And he <laughs> comes up to me and risks me. Come on. I got two touchdowns already. Having a great game. And because um, you didn't get the second, I didn't down. get the, one because it would have been another touchdown for him. Right. Sure. But then also he told me, don't be good. Be great. Mm. Don't be good. Be great. I love that. And that's what Aaron Rodgers is trying to do with these young guys. And if they're receptive of it, think about that from a betting standpoint. If if Aaron Rodgers can raise their standards and raise their level of play mentally, then the Packers are going to be OK this year. That was my concern about the Packers coming in because without 17, they are now out here in the desert with the Raiders and Devontae Adams. Mm-hmm. It's a made man. That like I know you're going to be where you're supposed to be. You know the ball's coming. Right. We we have that symbiotic relationship that great quarterbacks and receivers have to have. I, like I get it. These kids are going to be a little bit timid because they are playing with Rodgers. There's and Rodgers is not going to give them the time 
to have growing pains, mm -hmm. right? He's like, dude, we need you week one. You know what that means? Tick, tick, tick. Right, right. Clock is ticking, and we got to get ready for week one. Look at our expectations. Well, you hear – yeah, I mean, everybody, you hear about it from the media or whatever. You hear about how a quarterback can raise the level of players around him. Well, this is the example of it. Like, this is this is the information that, that I think you, you need to focus on as a better because this is vital. This is great stuff here because you normally don't get this kind of thing. And um, I, I think from a standard standpoint – and, and a, a confidence level, too. Uh, if, if you can get these young players, you know, a Dobbs not letting the ball get stripped from him, and he's having a great game against he, San Francisco, right? right? Uh, but then that turnover changes momentum and stuff like that. Or, or you know, you go up for a pass and you, you have it uh, bounce off your shoulder pads as, as opposed to just plucking it out the air with your hands, right? Straight up in the air and there's a pick. But that's confidence, though. Think about that. That receiver, I'm thinking, who was that? I'm, was that a tight end? Yeah. The ball – Beats him up, basically, because he lets it get into his body. One, he jumped. Uh, instead of just reach up in the air and pluck it with your fingers or your hands, right? And It causes a turnover. It causes a turnover. So, Rodgers, you know, when you look at film, you look at tape, and you see that standard slipping a little bit. Uh, 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 no, we, we got to stop. I, we got to fix And I don't that. care who you are. Right. I don't care if you're a rookie. Right. I don't care if you're a 10-year pro. The point's going to be the same. Right. That's oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, especially guys like this, and that's why they're different. You know, the Rodgers, the Brady's, I mean, the whoever, whatever yeah, elite quarterback. Brady the same thing. Oh, right? absolutely. He's absolutely. Light you up. But that's the difference between those elite guys and, and you know, quarterbacks are still trying to figure it out. And, and as betters, you can see that. And certainly you can back that at times, too. I'll tell you, I played the Packers last year. I had them at 11 was the win total last year. I played the adjusted win total of 12, and they won 13, mm -hmm. right? So I cashed all those tickets last year. Then I look at this year, and I see 11 and a half. So it's higher than it was last year. Right. Now, I do think that the one caveat to this team, when you look at some of these, the betting profile, okay, to make the playoffs, you get to lay over $4 because this is a, we just believe this is a playoff roster. Right now, look, 12 goes down, all bets are off. Not if you have those tickets, but theoretically. Are they a locked 12 win team this year? I mean, Pritch, that feels high. I think the defense is actually better. I do too. And Jerry Alexander, now he's back and being healthy. Right. He's an elite corner in this league, right? And it looks like they're, they're still going to be able to get some more pressure on the passer, mm -hmm. which was a problem for them last year. I think the defense is better. The offense, I don't think, is going to be as good, but you still have 12, and he's the two-time reigning defending MVP. Yeah, I mean, examine the schedule. You see the under is juiced up, minus 140 right there. Um, I've been saying this all summer. Like, uh, you think about the last three years for the Packers, 13 wins, right? Uh, but, yeah, no Super Bowl appearance. Mm. Uh, you got home field advantage, and you can't even get to the Super Bowl. So... I, I'm under the impression that the Packers are going to tinker a little bit this year. What I mean by that is, okay, we're going to make the playoffs. We know that. we got Aaron Rodgers. We've got a great uh, roster. we got great players. But what do we need to do to be prepared for the playoffs? Right. Do we need to run the football more? Uh, do we need to pass the football uh, differently? I mean, I think they're going to tinker this year because, to me, it's not about the regular season and all the quizzes that you go through, the 17 quizzes. We're going to take the test. We're going to make the playoffs. But how do we get to the Super Bowl? And so they got to come up with a, a recipe that's going to help them get through the playoffs. And to me, they could sacrifice some wins. Uh, 12 wins. I mean, that, that's. Boy, it feels high. Yeah, if they're going to tinker, 12 wins feels pretty high right now. Let me just finish this quote from Aaron Rodgers. And, again, he's talking about the young guys. they got to be more consistent. And I quote, a lot of drops, a lot of bad route decisions, mm -hmm. running the wrong route. We've got to get better in that area. Now, look, we've talked about it before. I think drops, to your point, okay, look, as a receiver, you never want to have that. Right. But it feels like that's something that 
maybe confidence you'll get there. You'll make that one great catch. We saw it in Tampa Bay with Brady and some of his younger receivers and then having the trust, mm-hmm. you know, like a Godwin, right, it's a couple of years ago. Remember yeah. the big playoff game? And now he's a made man. It's the running in the wrong route. That's the one to me as, as a receiver, Fritz. That's unacceptable, right? It, 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 is, it is unacceptable, Dave. I mean, but it's the perfectionist nature of that position, though. Um, again, it's, it's, you saw it, the Raider game on Sunday. Uh, even with the backups, Stidham threw a, a stop route with the receiver was too deep. And you can see him mouth the word six yards. Oh, wow. Right? And so, I mean, those things, you kind of, you, they're not in sync. They're not on the same page. And that's what I was saying about Big Ben and some of those young receivers last year. They weren't on the same page a lot of times, even though they still got to the playoffs. I mean, credit to Tomlin uh, and, and some of that talent right there. But, like, if you move forward to this year, uh, you, you know, Rodgers, you want these players to be precise with their routes because that's what the offense is all about. Warren Moon, again, a great story about uh, we're playing San Diego, the Chargers, and the DB was squatting on his route, on my route, basically. Basically, he was sitting on me to make an outcut, which I was going to. So I gave him a little shimmy, and then it got him off balance, and then I went to, towards the sideline, and the ball was out in front of me, and I caught it, got the first down and everything. But later on in the drive, after the drive or whatever, on the sideline, Warren's like, why were you late out of your break? Oh because my. I was off with the throw. It's like the DB squatted. So He's you like, had to make the shimmy, and the shimmy yeah. threw the timing off? But Yeah, but he was like, don't do that. I'll take care of you with the football. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the perfectionist nature. Don't go off script. Do what you're supposed to do, and I'll take care of you from that position. So to me, that, <laughs> that's, where Rogers is, it, that's where Rodgers is at. But if you want that high level of execution that Rodgers is accustomed to, that's what you're going to demand, though. But that is an amazing story. But that, when you're talking about a Hall of Famer in right. War Moon, and now right. you're playing with a Hall of Famer in Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, listen to 12. Right. right? you got to listen to these guys because they know exactly with what they're speaking about a la War Moon. Fascinating story. When we come back, let's talk a little bit about Tyrod Taylor. What's going on with Cleveland quarterback room when we come back here in Lombardi on Envies and the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 